0: Last week, for those of you who weren't here, I preached about how in Ephesians chapter four it tells us that the body grows, the church grows, through every single part doing its share. And we saw that there are three parts to that. I'll come three words I'll, I'll, come, and I'll come back to that in just one moment. My goal this morning is to help you think about what your own gifts might be. And you have a sheet which is an exercise to help you as we go through to check the boxes. Last time I spoke from Ephesians 4, and I particularly looked at verse 7, but to each one was given a measure of Christ's gift. So every single person, each one, has had a gift given to them by Christ. And then in verse thirteen, it says that the church is growing to maturity to the measure, and the same words, the measure of Christ's full stature. So, how do we get to this measure of the the this, the image of Jesus Christ as designed the church to get to? We get there. Oh, you don't have anything on the video. Okay, Jitin, can you can you tell us why? We don't have Jitten. Okay, let's see if I can. Um. The projector's it's, nothing... it's on EcoSave. One minute. Mm. Is it going to come up? Yes, there we go. Um. Until we arrive together at the measure of Christ's full stature, and then verse 16 says, as each part works properly according to its measure. And so uh, Jesus has measured each one of us a gift. And we arrive at the measure, the full measure, by everybody doing their part, doing what's been given to them. That's a quick summary of last. What I want to do this time is to go through 12 gifts and this is not an exhaustive list, they're not in a particular order of importance, but 12 areas of gifting that we're going to look, for each one, we're going to look at some New Testament scriptures and then what it might look like today. So, the first thing that I want to say then is that we're going to talk about <clears throat> preaching, teaching, and training. And the, the verses that we could look at, particularly in Ephesians, I'm going to look mostly in Ephesians, a few from other places in the New Testament. In Ephesians 4.11, it was he who gave some as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, and some as pastors and teachers. So that's one of the giftings. And they're to train others up. Those in 4.11 are to train other people up. And then in 4.15, it says, practicing the truth in love, we will all in all things grow up into Christ who is the head. And so that some of it, sometimes it's translated speaking the truth in love. And the idea is it's the truth which actually enables us to, to grow up. And the truth is about teaching and receiving that truth. And then verse 25 says, having laid aside falsehood, each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor for we are members of one another. And so neighbor Ming, um, other, others in the church here. And so we speak the truth. And as we do that, we're growing up. And so that's preaching and teaching and training is, is in terms of, of the truth. Now, on your sheet that you have, there's 12 areas of gifting there. And what we're going to do is to check some boxes in there as we go through. And for most people, There'll be one or two areas that they're most interested in. They're most excited in. And I want to say, if you've got a gifting, it's something you will enjoy. You'll be excited about. Nobody will say, you know, I'm afraid I've got a gift of cooking, but I hate cooking. I can't stand it. I'm really annoyed I've got this gift of cooking. No, the gift is where you come alive. It's what you enjoy doing. It's, it's you. When you're operating your gifting, you feel, you feel that you're you. And so, uh, as we go through, I'm going to give you some things that, that will, what it might look like in practice so that you can see, does that resonate with me? Do I feel that that's where I want to be moving? So when we look at pe- preaching, teaching, and training, we can look at, um, it might be, Preaching on Sunday, like I'm preaching now. That could be. But then we have other events. We haven't had one for a while, but we have something called Word Team, where we get a number of people, three or four people to come up and share something much shorter, five to ten minutes. And but also we've got leading small group discussions. Uh we in our home group we, we tend to get different people to lead the discussions in different weeks to help develop that gifting. Um attending Bible courses that we might run. We ran a series back in the fall and helping others to understand the Bible better, which just might be on an individual conversation level. Um, and this is not about being able to do these things. This is about being interested in being able to do these things saying, yeah, you know, something in me would, would, would like to do that. And, uh, it's about, so it's about developing that kind of gifting. So, um, Braden started coming to the church. I don't know how many years ago. He's not here, so I can't ask him. But a few years ago, he started coming, and we developed this in him. He so said he he spoke at a word team on Sunday, and he's been leading home group. And then back in the fall, he preached here for his first for the first time, and then he preached in, to the Iranian congregation just last month. So, uh, his gift has been developing in that particular way. Um, uh, Jesus has commanded the church to make disciples and develop them. So one of our main, uh, main roles as a church is to find out what your gifting is and to develop it. Because that's what Jesus has told us to do. Uh, this isn't about, oh, we've got a need in this area. We've got to have people. Unfortunately, often in the church, things have been approached by where our needs are and trying to make people feel guilty and to help with that need, which you end up with people doing not what they really need, gifted at doing, but what they feel they should be doing. But it's much healthier to find out what gifts God has given you and put in you and then say, how can we develop that? Because God has brought all the people together here that he needs to grow this body. Um, So what we're doing is, beginning this process of getting you thinking about what these areas are, and it's not about defining who you are forever. And what I'd like you to be doing is as we go through to be checking the boxes, and if you're comfortable with it, to give it back to me afterwards. If you're not, don't worry about it. That's fine. Still check the boxes, but I would like to get them back because then I can begin a conversation with you about how we can work with you in developing you as a person. Yeah, and put your name on it. That's right. And so you'll see the boxes, you'll get my main interest is one of the boxes. And probably maybe one or two of the twelve, you'll be checking that box. And the second one is interested in helping. You know, it's not my main thing, but I, you know, I'd like to do that. So for example, I'd like to be um, helping on the welcome team. My, my main thing is, is praise and worship, but I'd like to be helping on the welcome team checking that box because You'd be interested in doing that. Uh, the third one on top right there is we'll help if needed. So you know what? If you need somebody, I'm willing to help. I can help set up chairs or I can help you know, with the kids or whatever. I'm willing to help. The, third, the fourth one is it's not really my thing. I don't like getting up in front of people or I don't like i 'm a bit of an introvert i 'm not the best person for greeting people uh, it 's not my thing. So one of those four you should be able to check. I mean you might put a question mark in that 's fine, or you might put some comments you might say i 'm not sure whether this is really my best but i 'm interested in knowing more about it. Something like that. but ideally you 'll have one of those boxes checked, and then maybe. One or two of them in the whole sheet, you'll check one of the boxes. And then um, the others, you'll check several, interested in helping, and some other ones as well. Uh, so the second one I want to talk about is praise and worship. And again, in Ephesians, it says in, in chapter 5, verse 19, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making music in your heart to the Lord. And so this would include the Sunday praise and worship team, what we've been having earlier. Also leading praise and worship in small groups, very important thing. Uh, leading learning to sing or play an instrument, so that might be part of what you learn to do as you as you develop this gift. And then participating in praise and worship events. And we're going to be having some special praise and worship events. And this year, which we can participate in. And then we also have um, some um, some evenings for people to help develop these giftings. So this is something which you can start off in and not be particularly developed. And we've had people who've, who've come to this church and they've never led worship before. They've never been up here before. I don't want to name any names, but there's some here. And then uh, but by but now they're up there and they're leading worship regularly. And how has that happened? Because we've developed their gifts. We've given them gently, encouraged them and brought them to the point where they can be doing that. So that's one of the gifts that we might have that we have here. Um, the third one I have here is Children's Ministries. And so, in Ephesians four six, it says, "Raise then that your children up in the training and instruction of the Lord." And so, that one of the main things is teaching kids on Sunday, and we have a very well organised program with a material developed already that people can go through with with the children, and we've got a great bunch of children who are just such fun to teach. But also they need an assistant with them who's not doing teaching. They're just there because we need to have more than one person with the kids. And so somebody just being with the teacher as an assistant is a great help. And just being, you know, helping there with the kids. So that's a, another thing. Um, and also helping to run children's events when we're doing something for the children, being there to help. Um, just to tell you a story, when we started new life church, we had no children whatsoever. And, we, but we wanted to have children because we wanted all ages represented. And so every Sunday, um, Anne would pack up this box in case we should get any children with so some children's toys and a map for them to play out. And we didn't have like a children's activities, uh, like uh, uh, kids, uh, uh, church, but we wanted something for them. And eventually every Sunday we would bring this to church. And then one Sunday somebody showed up with two kids and said, you know, what shall I do with my kids? We said, we have a mat we can put at the back of the church and some toys they can play with. And they did that. And it was great. And that was the start of our kids work. And then we grew and grew and grew. So, um, it's something that you need kids to have. But when you've got kids, it's great. And Somebody said, if you can't hear crying, the church is dying. So this is a a good phrase to remember. If you ever hear kids shouting, then just remember that phrase and it will kind of make you feel a bit better about the noise the kids are making. Uh, The next one is prayer ministry and prophetic. uh, Ephesians 6.18, with every prayer and petition, pray at all times in the spirit and to this end be alert with all perseverance and request for all the saints. Pray for me also that I may be given the message when I, when I begin to speak, that I may confidently make known the mystery of the gospel. See, Paul values their prayer. He needs them to pray. He says, in order to be successful in this, I need you to be praying for me. And then he says, for which I am an ambassador in chains, pray I may be able to speak boldly as I ought to speak. And then... Romans 12, 6, we have different gifts according to the grace given to us. If the gift is prophecy, that individual must use it in proportion to his faith. And then Romans 12, 12, rejoice in hope, endure in suffering, persist in prayer. And so this, this is a prayer ministry and prophetic. So how would this be worked out in the church? And before I, I list this, one more thing, going back to the kids, I I won't say um, we don't try and pressure people to do things just because as we have a need. But if you are interested in children, we are growing in the number of children we have, and it would be great for you just to volunteer to be with the people teaching would be a great thing to do. So it would be good to have some people added to that team. Uh, prayer ministry and prophetic What does that mean in practice? Learning how to grow in the prophetic. And we've had series of teaching series in the past on that, and we're going to be starting shortly a new series on that, which will be open open to everyone. You can come and just learn how this whole side of the Holy Spirit works. Um, being part of an intercessory prayer team where you're praying for needs that we hear about, that people ask us to pray about. Um, then being on a prayer ministry team on Sunday where you are praying for people after the meeting and really praying about things that are happening in their lives. And then helping with prayer ministry in small groups. So when we have uh, groups like our, our home groups, being able to pray in that environment. Uh, just a, a quick story. Uh, there's a guy who visited us and he told us later that were, there were three things on his heart when he first came to New Life. We didn't know this at the time. There were three things on his heart and he asked for prayer and the person praying prayed for exactly those three things without knowing. And because of that, he said, I knew that God was with you. Not that that's always going to happen, but it spoke really so deeply into his needs. And people, when they feel that God is with you and he knows you and he understands, can be deeply touched and helped by that. So, that, so that then area, if it's something you'd like to grow in, to learn about, then you may not be in, involved in it at the moment, but still you can mark that on your sheet. Later this year, we're going to restart the prayer ministry team. Um, Number five, evangelism. So we've got lots of scripture on that. It was he who gave some as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, some as pastors and teachers. And Ephesians 6, 19, pray for me also that I may be given the message when I begin to speak, that I may speak confidently that I may confidently make known the mystery of the gospel. So this is his evangelism, this gift he has of making the message known. The next verse, um, for which I am an ambassador in chains, pray that I may be able to speak boldly as I ought to speak. So he's speaking boldly the truth. So what does this mean? How does this look like in a small church context? Well, it's developing, first of all, a gift in personal evangelism. How can you learn to better share the gospel with the people that you're in contact with in, in in college, in your workplace, in your home, amongst people that you just might randomly meet? How does this work? How can you develop this gift? And so one of the things is personal evangelism. And uh, now everybody should be able to do this at some level, in fact, this is true with all of these gifts. You, there's, there's nobody who's got no ability to function in this area. There's nobody who says, well, I can't pray or you know, I, I can't explain the truth to someone else. Nobody should be in that position. But some people have a specific gifting in this area. And so this would also be helping at evangelistic events, evangelistic meetings, making the small groups more effective for evangelism helping to create evangelistic material. And that might be um, different kinds of media. It might be printed media. It might be, it might be visual media. But helping to develop that sort of media. And then I'd like to have a team of people at our meetings who who are there available at any every Sunday to speak to people who want to know how they can become Christians and just equipping people to do that. Uh, so, uh, let's just talk about that, uh, for a moment. W- what, what can we do in those? What can we practically do in that area? Well, uh, a, a weekend ago, Tom, there's Tom, uh, organized an event in his home, which was, uh, um, a games night. The guys could invite their friends to, non-Christian friends could come, and it was a way of getting people involved in the community. So they'd be connecting with Christians and, uh, some people have referred, have talked about Matthew. How Matthew um, invited all his friends together in his house, and then invited Jesus. And he, this guy said, "We should have Matthew parties where we we just invite people, not church type things, but we invite people to meet with Christians in that kind of environment." So that's one sort of thing that we can do. Um, we've got. Uh, our, on a regular basis, we have a man called Chris McLean come and speak at this church. Who's a very gifted evangelist. He's going to be speaking on Easter Sunday here, and he's going to be bringing a message, which is a specific evangelistic message that, uh, we're all invited to bring our friends too, But one of the things that Chris McLean does is he trains and mentors people who have evangelistic gifts in churches. And so if you're interested in that, we're talking to him about what he could do, helping people in New Life Church to develop in their gifting. So... The next thing I'm going to talk about, and after I've talked about it, we're going to just have a break from our list, and I'm going to just open it up for some comments. But the next thing we're going to talk about is um, holding the body together. Paul is very concerned about the body is held together, and he uh, says that actually this is how the, uh, this is a very important gift of empowering from the spirit. He says that it's, um, It's crucial that if we're going to function as a body, we have to be connected together. And so this gift really is about strengthening community. And you might not think it very spiritual on the surface, but it's very important. Making every effort to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. From him, the whole body grows, fitted and held together through every supporting ligament. Be devoted to one another with mutual love, showing eagerness in honoring one another. Rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. And so this kind of thing is about, uh, strengthening the community and and helping them build together. What does it look like in practice? Well, um, welcoming new people at meetings is a, is a good, um, First step. So we have a welcome team, but not only that, we have we want to have a culture of welcoming where people coming in are, are welcome. It also means noticing people who are by themselves, noticing somebody who's who's uh, not connecting, drawing them in, drawing people on the fringe into the life of the church, making sure people are connected with home groups and other unity building events. And actually helping to organize these events like Dan's doing and others are doing with the men's retreat, um, other things that we do to help the social needs of people who live in a big and impersonal city. And within that, of course, this supports evangelism because this gift kind of plays into the evangelistic gift because you don't speak to people about Jesus unless you connect with them. And so this is a really important Gift, although it might not seem on the surface to be very spiritual it 's actually as we saw the the scripture earlier the spi- it 's the spirit's bond that brings people together um, and notice there are some completely different kinds of gifts under this category, so some people are extrovert and they may be good at talking to strangers, um, but other people may not be like that at all may be much better at bes- Behind the scenes organizing. So um, so last Sunday we had a skating event and the people who organize those aren't the kind of extrovert get up in the front people. But it's a very important type of thing that you can do to build that kind of event. Uh, um, so um, last Sunday, a visitor told me, I loved your meeting. And what, I said, what was it you loved about meeting? And she said, right from the start, the way I was greeted by people who were so friendly. It makes such an impact that people feel they're in, brought into a community where they're welcomed and they're friendly, because that is the bond of the spirit that produces love. And so this is, and as I said, it's very broad. It includes extroverts and introverts in all together. So I'm going to take a, a break now for questions and, um, uh, I, I want you to, uh, when you're checking the boxes in these, I don't, don't feel guilty about checking the ones that really interest you, not the ones that you think you should be doing. This is about what excites you and where you would like to be developed. So anybody got any comments, thoughts, ideas? So that's what Art said is maybe you could set it up so we can try it and see what it feels. What you said is very important because often you don't know whether you're good at it until you try it. And so that's what the comment is for. You write interested in trying or like to know more about this, something like that. And we can try and give you a taste of it to see if that is what catches your attention. Thank you. What else? Yes. So here's a, this is a great question. Is there a maximum capacity? Like, everybody here wants to be leading worship. Uh, well, you know, we, <laughs> we can kind of, a, so, um, oh, that's, I, this is important. So what I would say is that, um, if God has given gifts, we need to be developing them. So we're trusting God with that, uh, that he's not going to overwhelm us in some area and bring us some kind of a balance. Thank you. Yeah. Any other thoughts or? Ideas. So, do you have to be on a formal team or group to give what you give? This is a, another excellent point because some of these things. So, for example, this one here, you don't actually need to be trained. You don't need, uh, in order to, to just talk with people after church. Or so. So, some of these. No, you don't have to have anything formal in order to to do it. So, it does vary from one to another. So, some of these you might check the box, but that just means that you 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 know, you're encouraged to do it automatically. It does, so it does vary from gift to gift and the kind of way that gift is put into practice. Okay, anything else? Media and communications. Therefore, having laid aside falsehood, each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor. So speaking is media, it's, it's vocal media. Uh, pray I'll be able to speak boldly. So this is a different kind of speaking, probably preaching. But also, and I don't, I haven't got the, the, the verse up here, but Paul in one of his letters says, um, please bring me some parchments, some some writing materials that I left behind, because he needs the writing materials. Because a medium that Paul used very effectively was letters, writing letters. So Paul didn't ask people to build a website for him or to to um, to like him on social media or something like that. Uh, you know, it would be interesting if he was around today, how that would have worked, but. The definitely we have more opportunities in this area nowadays. And we need to support evangelism, connecting, and the other ministries with excellent printed or audiovisual material. So the media and communications is more of a support role, but is a very, very important role because some of the giftings are much more effective if they can be supported with good media and evangelism would be a good example of that. So some other things are uh, communicating with social media, uh, Sunday signs, visitor pack design, websites and other media that we have, developing new ways the church can communicate uh, the gospel and our mission. Uh, when we first got started there was one of the people who helped us get started in the church, a guy called Josh Best, and Josh was just graduating from OCAD, uh, in, in design and, uh, he was an amazing designer, and still is an amazing designer. And uh, he actually won the prize of the business designer in in Ocad that year. And he said, "Look, I'd like to do with you as you launch the church. I'd like to go through with a process that I've learned um, in terms of, of colors and design and fonts and how we." Order. And so, the New Life Church logo he designed. He designed the look of our website. He designed our signage, and we're so grateful to him because I designed it beforehand and I thought I'd done a good job until I put mine against his and I thought, okay, he is—he has the gift, I don't have the gift. And so it was such a blessing to have somebody with a media and a communications gift to really help us get the message out there uh, about what we are. So the, the design with the little plant growing up through the concrete and the green and the gray and our logo, everything that from that is from his work. Uh, home groups and leadership. Now, it might seem funny to have like home groups in there as a gifting, but I've put that in there because it's one of the most important practical ways of growing a leadership skill. Ephesians 4.12, to build up the body of Christ. Ephesians 4.16, the whole body grows, the body grows in love, for we are members of one another. And so... Um, working on Sundays to invite people to home to, into groups, being trained to help to run a group because our goal is to replicate the groups, have more of them. We have free right now. We'd have to like to have a lot more. And we need to raise up leaders for those groups in order to be doing that. And making sure the groups are healthy and effective. And then learning how to mentor others. So these are, there's a leadership giftings. And I say home groups because home groups provide a really great opportunity to, to develop giftings because they're like the church in a microcosm setting. So leadership is, uh, so it's a good place to start developing your gifting. In fact, this is true with all the gifts. If you have a gift of leading worship, start in a home group, and it's a good way of developing that gift. Um, <clears throat> again, I'll take the example of Josh Best, because we started... Right the beginning of the church with just a home group in our house and then he helped us launch another home group in his home and so he was a leader of a home group and grew in that role, grew in the, in the leadership capacity in the church. Now he's planted a church in Michigan. And so he's developed that leadership gift to the point where he's leading a church plant. So it's something we would like to do is to really develop leaders because that limits the growth of the church when you don't have sufficient leaders. Something completely different, practical needs. Ephesians 4.28, the one who steals must steal no longer, rather labor doing good with his own hands so that he may have something to share with the one who has need. If it's contributing, he must do it with sincerity. If it's showing mercy, he must do it with cheerfulness. Contribute to the needs of saints helping, so this would be helping other members with all kinds of practical assistance, e.g. transport, food, items needed, budgeting, finding work, uh, and uh, although um, some of the ones listed there are financial, mostly it's not financial, it's practical help. Um, so, uh, Another one will be impacting the practical needs of people living in Toronto, people living in this city. We've got so many practical needs, housing, addiction, people living in desperation, people who don't know how to to access the social services. And this kind of thing is so important. And I want to say that most of the time, this will be a quiet and spontaneous activity, as Rosalind mentioned earlier, you don't need to be in a team to do this. But as we grow, we'll want to start programs. So um, a, a story to back this up. Just earlier in the week, I was given a call from somebody who comes to New Life who was in hospital and they wanted help. And they called me and they said, um, could you give me Melinda's number? So she didn't want help from me, she wanted help from Melinda. So I gave her Melinda's number, and I don't know if, how things worked out, but she knew that Melinda was somebody who would help her. And so we can, whatever, even though Melinda's not that fast on her feet, she's, she's got a great gift of being able to help people in a practical way. So you don't need to belong to a team to do that, but it's so such an important part of building the body together hospitality Romans 12:13 says pursue hospitality and helping one of that ways helping with the food dimension of all the activities of the church we've got we'll be having food immediately following this meeting and i believe Mojgan has brought the food today we have a schedule of people who bring the food to those on sundays and it'd be great if we had more people to sign up for that uh, being hospitable to others where possible. In fact, one of the lists of being an elder, one of the requirements of being an elder is that you're hospitable. And the this word this expression for being hospitable um Romans 12 the first line in that Romans 12:13 it says pursue hospitality. It just doesn't say, you know, it's a good idea. You should pursue it. It's so important to be hospitable. Um uh, a story from that. When I, I first came to Canada as a student in 1985, the church that I was part of had a program for linking students up to host families in the church. And the family I was connected with was Bill Bain's family. And so that's how I got to know Bill Bain. How long ago was 1985? Like 34 years ago, something like that. And uh, so he... And his family took in Anna and I and our two children and gave us hospitality. And that was so important for us as students coming from another country. So it's hospitality is very valued in the Bible. Uh, Pastoral and discipleship, Ephesians 4.2, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. It was he who gave some apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, some as pastors and teachers. Instead, be kind to one another, compassionate, responding to those who are hurting by coming alongside. So I want to say that um, the compassion is the key requirement for this, a heart of compassion for people to respond to people who are hurting. And so part of being being developing this gift is being better trained to care for others um helping with special needs groups in the body um and being part of some sort of discipleship program for growing on new Christians a mentoring program and the word pastor literally means shepherd and uh, that's uh, uh, the 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 original that's the meaning of the word we talk about pastoral meaning like a shepherd scene. And, uh, this this should be a very widespread gift the trouble is with the title pastor people sometimes call you know the, the person leading the church the senior pastor and they wonder why we get pastoral burnout it's because they should not be the only pastor in the church we should have large numbers of pastors in the church it should be widespread at least 50 percent of the congregation should be pastors because it's so important in the scriptures and it's such an important way that we can grow together so um uh i i want to suggest to you then that this is something which 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 if you have any desire to grow in that gifting i would love to help you to grow because we so need this gifting of helping and caring for others just a short story there's a, there's a woman in the church who has frequently said to me People always seem to tell me their problems. I don't know why it is. I sit sit next to somebody on the bus and they're telling me their problems. Why is that? Because this person has got a gift of creating safety. And people feel loved and they feel safe. And when they feel loved and safe, they actually tell their heart. And so part of this, developing this gift, is just developing a heart that creates safety and love around this. And the last one I have, administration and planning. We have different gifts according to the grace given to us. If it's administering, he must administer. That's a possible translation. I believe the King James uses that translation. And uh, although there's a very practical dimension to it, it's, it's one of the gifts listed as a gift of the Spirit because it can be done with an empowerment. And we've got many things that we need doing all the time. Church finance, legal policy, procedures, organizing schedules, emailing people, administration support for all the other groups uh, for example members list, communications, logistics and planning for events so often people who are say evangelists might not be that gifted in administration and they might want to organize an evangelistic event but they're actually not very good at organizing it so the administrators can come with them and help them do the organizing and uh, one last story and then we're done when we first started the church, I did a process just like similar to what I'm doing today, asking people what their giftings were, and one person who was a a, a paleontology student um, at the university put administration. And so I said, well, this is interesting, because we need administration. And he was phenomenal. His name's Martin, and he was with us for about five years while he did his PhD. And he basically set up our finance systems. Our, like He just set the whole system up. Uh, and he was absolutely amazing, and he was such a gift to the church. And I wouldn't have known that had I not asked, because he's a paleontology student. Why would he know about... Administration, but that was who the worst that God brought us, and we wouldn't be where we are now without Martin's administration gift. So, I'm going to ask the worship team to come up now, but what I'd like to do is, I, I would like, um oh, sorry, you have a question? You, um, what's the difference between a gift and a training? You can be trained, for example, like George West, who's trained as a designer. Okay, a gift of a, okay, so, a difference between a gift and a training. So, what the Bible talks about is developing gifts. Now, nobody is is completely ungifted in, in things. Like you could develop, if, even if somebody's got a minimal gift, you can develop it. But what we're particularly interested in is developing things that God has put in you, because we think that that is the model that's in the Bible. So, those two things go together. Having a gift is of limited value unless you have the opportunity to use it. And for it to grow. I mean, in the sense of like in the church. So let's say, uh, like a little, for example. Right. You may be trained to be a good lawyer, you can be trained in finance, you don't particularly enjoy it. Okay. But you can actually have an impact in the church. Right. And you like, say no because I don't enjoy it. Okay, great. so that's a good question. What if you don't enjoy it but you're really, really good at it? <laughs> <laughs> you, you have to pray about that. <laughs> yeah, you have to pray about that. Okay, I'm just going to pray now. And, um, we, we're running a little late. So if you've got questions, we'll have to, you have to ask me afterwards, but I'm going to pray right now and I'm going to pray that God really helps you in this. This has been an unusual sermon, but it is so important that you connect with us and you think about what you can, you are, what you have been given by God, that's needed as part of the body. Father, we thank you that you've designed the church in this way, that we're a body that grows by every part doing its share. And we pray, God, that we will be that in practice. We pray that New Life Church will be a place where we grow people's giftings, and we pray for every single person here that you will help them to understand what you have placed in them that is needed for the growth of the body. Holy Spirit, we ask, put that into our hearts. Show us where we need to grow and encourage us. Give us confidence. We won't hold back thinking, well, I'm a nothing. But we will have confidence to step forward in what you've given us to do. We pray this in the name of and for the glory of Jesus Christ. Amen.